Wait, so Soldier Boy is a political activist? Correct. Okay, I clearly missed that memo. If he he told so, us to vote today. Yeah, we coming in hot, boy. <laughs> 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 but you said he was initial voter die, right? I thought I remember seeing pictures of Soldier Boy with like big tall, a big tall T, voter die T, and the glasses with the with the with the whiteout written on them. Voter die was what? That was two thousand eight. Two thousand eight. Yeah, yeah, two thousand eight. So. Well, was that was that was that crank that soldier boy? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. I think I, think, I, think, I feel like that, that was, was like crank that soldier boy. Oh, time. Eight, oh, I could nine. be wrong. I Google that, no, 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 that, that one. That was that one donk soldier boy time. No, 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 no. That was that was yeah, that was crank. Yeah, that, I think I feel like that was in between crank that and uh, turn my swag on. Kiss me wow. through the phone. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe before maybe before kiss me through the phone. Maybe when he created Facetime. Vote me through the phone. Vote me through the phone. <laughs> you know what though? Not for nothing. He probably I, did that shit for real. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we get to that point at some point. I mean, I would certainly hope so with all the voter machines. Like, I mean, it, it was it would be a lot more um, efficient, efficient, and convenient, and convenient. Wow, that's the invoiceable idea of today. Right. Now, I guess the other side of that is like, how easy would it be to hack elections if it's all digital? The digital through yeah. the phone. I mean, I don't know what the good answer is. Like, nobody wants to count paper ballots. But Shit, we know you see what kind of problem we don't have Facebook already. Yeah, they, they said they bu- shut down. They bullshit. Yeah, you know, they, said they shut you, down a bunch of sites, this, a bunch of pages this morning. I thought about that though, man. How antiquated the voting process actually—it's very is. antiquated. Mm-hmm. That's man, very, I'm like, man, antiquated. you know, I seen uh, you seen that video that uh, that dude Snellville took. That's kind of done went viral today. No, what, the, what happened? He was he was going to vote and there were like mad people there at the vote when the polls opened at seven o'clock and mm. there were no power cords for the vote. Oh yeah, the shit. power cord thing. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and people were just there was just there was like a it took them an extra hour for them to get all the power cords to, to come in. Yeah, they said that the machines were running on batteries and that they didn't the state didn't ship power cords with the machines. So, but it's, I heard that they were going to keep the polls open another two hours because of that. Yeah. Well, in Gwinnett County, they are. Oh, are they? Yeah, I'm not well, sure that, if it's that, everywhere. That, that, was, that happened in Snellville, so that's Gwinnett County. Oh, true. You know oh, I mean? Yeah, there it goes. I'm I also saying. heard this morning that there was some poll in place that people got there this morning and the door to the place has like a push button cold electronic lock and the person <laughs> couldn't open the door. So the place was people just standing outside looking at this building dark for like an hour before someone, I guess, figured out how to open the door and stuff. I don't know if that was in Georgia or it was somewhere else, but... That's what's going on out here. It kind of feels like we're all Georgia at this point, though. Yeah, true. yeah. My polling place did something different than they normally did this 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 go round too. Like normally, uh, uh, I vote at my son's school, and it's usually in the cafeteria, and it's usually probably about maybe fourteen polling machines, mm-hmm. and we uh, they have voters lined up in the school inside the school, right. Today they moved the voting, uh, the polling location to the the school's media center, and it was half the it was half the polling machines, and we had to stand out we had to stand Ooh. outside in line. Did anybody offer an explanation as to what? Nah, man, motherfuckers just went with the flow. I mean, people, <laughs> right, I mean, you yeah. know, because they, I mean, like it was, I, I I could tell like the ad there were people talking about it, but the attitude from people in line was like, you know. I'm 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 voting regardless. Regardless of what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. Well, so. on my way over here, I was listening to MSNBC, and I guess only ten percent of the Georgia vote is in yet. And it was when I left the house, it was real far apart. Obviously, at like you know only five percent in or whatever, and then ten sure. percent, it was a little bit closer. So I don't know what counties or what districts came in. 
it's gonna be a very tense night. <laughs> man, I ain't gonna right. check it until the morning, man. You don't use no stay out. My homie said that too. He was like, I, I can't I, do I wake, the whole cable. I wake up in the, I wake up in the morning and see what happens. Twitter tell you before you wake up in the morning. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. You know, but I'm gonna let somebody tell it to me. I ain't gonna go yeah. see it out. You Why you waiting out? Just too much. I mean, I I, I try to live a stress free life. Isn't it that? <laughs> <laughs> DJ Wally Sparks, everybody. DJ Wally Sparks is in the... Oh, yeah, this is Hello. the Super State Podcast, by the way. I'm Hello. Tired. Hello. How's everybody doing? We have a very... Uh, Thank you for inviting me. Of yeah. course. Thank you for coming. Uh, DJ, yes. DJ Wally, although you are draped in Tennessee orange... Yo, I got my Atlanta shit on, too. I mean, it's oh, Atlanta, okay. yeah, fair, yeah, yeah, it is, yeah, it's Atlanta yeah, United yeah, Jersey, yeah, but it is in Tennessee it's in, orange. It's in Tennessee orange. Fair yeah. enough. Well, key peaches, as they say it. Uh, there we go. Okay. Okay. <laughs> A whole, a whole other bit of a. But you still have a. There, I feel like there's a lot of Georgia boy with DJ Wally Sparks. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I always have a. I was. I've always had like a and like a affinity for Atlanta specifically. I think I just got sprung by Outkast back in the day. And what, was, I, what was the first song you heard? First Outkast song you heard? Players ball on the little face Christmas shit. Oh. I was like, whoa, man, they like they rapping, rapping, but it sound like they sound like me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like, you was instantly hooked. Uh, instantly. Because, you know, I was, you know, I was, I was like most people. I was a hip hop fan, you know, and I was I was into all the good shit that was coming out of New York at the time. All the Native Tongue, Gangstar, P-Rock, Seal, Smooth, all that shit. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, motherfuckers was rapping, rapping. I was into it. But right. then when I heard them, they sounded like my partners. That I kicked it with, you know what I'm saying? I was like, oh, I don't have to fake my identity. I can actually be myself and and, and do enjoy my this thing. type of music. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that should turn me out, boy. What was the temperature like in Tennessee as far as East Coast hip hop at that time? We're talking about what, 92, 93? Yeah, early 90s. Right. I mean, you know, people like what they like. You know what I mean? But right. uh, at that point, you it was it was a lot of Dre and Snoop. You know, that's, the West that's, Coast. That's what was what was you know universally. Enjoyed by everybody. Mm-hmm. Then you had your pocket of people like me, and I had homies that was into the shit that I was into. But that's just—it's just, just kind of how it was, man. It was, it, we, you know, where I grew up, it was the radio dictated what you liked and what you didn't like. You right. know what I'm saying? So whatever, whatever was getting burned on the radio, that's what it was. So like, say for instance, um, say for instance, um, they reminisce over you, which was a huge song mm-hmm. that got played on the radio. Right. People, I could, you know, I could go to a party and hear that. I also go to a party and hear, you know, a Kilo record or mm-hmm. a DJ Taz record because they got played on the radio. Right. Now, if I would go play another DJ Taz record that wasn't That's Right or another Pete Rocket CL Smooth record that, that wasn't Reminisce, mm-hmm. people would look at me like I was a, you know, <laughs> like, what is, you know like, what is this that you're doing out here, bro? Like, right. what is this shit you playing, you know? But that's just how it was. You know, radio, radio was a... And where I'm from, even even today, man. I mean, it's not it's not nearly as bad as it as it used to be. But and I, don't, and I guess that wasn't really a bad thing either. But it's not it's not the way it was. But it's still uh, a driving force. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like you know, 
the radio station is is kind of de facto tastemaker. Mm. You know what I mean? But yeah, you know. But yeah, when when I heard when I heard Outkast back in the day, man, that that lit a fire up under me. That's still burning. So. So I've got something to say in all that. And and all of that. May May A man. It's a perfect name for this podcast. Oh. That's what I that's that's kind of what the idea was. Like I think we just Yo, wanted to I have a, a I have a, a a painting that a guy named Xavier Payne from Nashville that he that he painted of of that moment. What? Really? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, let me see if can I can find a picture. Oh my wow. god. Yes, yeah, uh, and that's you know I'm surprised somebody hadn't thought of that sooner, to like, put that moment, to ca- to capture that yeah, moment, encapsulate. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like that should be framed in other places. For the right? audience, what is the moment? Uh, the ni- 1995 Source Awards mm-hmm. when uh Outkast won Best New Artist, and there was mad tension in the room. Uh, everybody thought whoever was in New York was supposed to win. They were in New York, and they booed them. They yeah, they booed yeah. them. And I don't, I don't think necessarily they will. I, you know, I, looking back at it, because I went back and looked at that a few times. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think they were booing them. They were booing the. They were booing that. You know, that New York lost. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah. necessarily the, the decision, yeah. not necessarily the artist. Yeah, mm. yeah that I mean, makes sense. New York still has this. They still. I mean, the East Coast bias is still there, but they they still have this thing of. We're winning. I don't think they know that they're not winning anymore. They haven't won in a long time. In a, in a very long time. And I actually tweeted that the other day about in like 10 years. And I was being nice to New York people. I gave y'all 10 years to get y'all shit together. I was about to say, why are you always causing trouble? I swear. Well, I, I knew it. But it was just obvious that like, okay, in 10 years, we're going to have to have a new discussion about the Mecca of hip hop. New York has New York's has an identity crisis. I think New York's always going to be the Mecca of hip hop because you can't, you can't really take away from what you can't take away the history you can't right. you can't move the home yeah. well i guess the thing about it is that there's two well see that's the thing huh? you can, you can move the home it. you can rewrite it you can't move where the home was first built but you can yeah. move the home and that's my and that's my thing about it, is that mecca mm. i think mecca has this definition i mean obviously it's the thing of this is where this is the origins of something this is a place where something started right, right. but it's also a definition of somewhere that people travel to that is the center of a thing, a center of a culture, a center of uh, a, an ideal. Mm-hmm. And New York is not the center ideal of what rap music is right now and mm-hmm. hasn't been for some years. I gave you, I gave New York 10 years to like hit us with something other than chicken noodle soup. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I like that record. I do too. But I'm just saying, like, if you want to be, if you want to talk all this mecha shit, then give us some mecha shit. Like, uh-huh. if the mecha shouldn't there be like gold columns and like some type of? <laughs> should it be something to go look at? Like, if you went to New York right now <laughs> to look at it, like, what you going to look at? Like, the new New York artists that I like, like Conway and Westside Gunner from Buffalo. Love mm. it. <laughs> Okay. Upstate. Upstate New York. Okay. Like, I, who is... They're making New York records. They're making New York records. Mm. That's what I would consider the New York hip-hop they, that I want to hear. Kind of, that's the kind of New York rap that I like. I like, yeah. Okay. Buddy Timberlands. 
Yeah. Stomp you out in the tunnel. <laughs> Bloody tits. Slash your face. Like, that's the kind of shit. If, if, you, if you call yourself a New York rapper, that's what I'm looking for. Ray, you know I mean? Razor blade under the razor tongue. Razor blade right? under your tongue. Big bubble coat. A Heli Hansen with a 38 and a 45 in it. Hansen. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> like, that's what that's what I'm looking for <laughs> out of my New York. I'm not really looking for A Boogie with the hoodie. Dog, you know how, how hard it was to get them Heli Hansen jackets back in the day? <laughs> Man. Like I, bad I, I things was know. happening to you. That, that shit, yeah, that shit, no, yeah, yeah, that yeah, shit yeah. was like trying things. to find a shroud of Turin and shit. You know? What yeah, I'm right. no, a, a Heli Hansen jacket and an Averex leather was something bad might happen to you behind that Boy. shit. <laughs> see, why, see, why you know something bad might happen to you behind that? I just I don't know. It's just it's just different now. I mean, I love the locks, but they're old heads. They're vets. Uh huh. Right. You know, Fab has a lot of great records. A lot of great raps. I like. He's true, a veteran. True. Yeah, like, I don't know who is the new like. I guess Don Q is a guy who might be from New York who's bubbling right now. Some who has a little bit of a movement, but like I just don't. Who is it? I Dave East is cool. Yeah, but I don't he, think he that cool. he's cool. It's just cool though. Like I don't. I don't look at that as yeah. revolutionary. I don't look at it like that's the next thing. Like yeah, I just don't. I don't know. So all I'm saying is that we outnumber. The scoreboard is way tilted right now. Right, right, right. For sure, for sure. Well, I think like we're all kind of in a place, and we talked about this in the previous episode too, where like, um, we kind of feel due for like some sort of new sound or at least like a new sort of like innovation. And at least when it comes to New York, the discussion we're always having is: Does this sound like the New York shit that we already know, or does this sound like? they could have been coming from like anywhere because sometimes I'll look up New York artists and I'll be like, wait, they're from New York. They're not from like the South somewhere. They're Mm -hmm. not from like Memphis. They're not from like Atlanta or anything like that. So I feel like that's always the dilemma that they face. It's like, do they sound like New York? I don't know. New York is going to have to come through with something different. Well, I I feel like they kind of put themselves in that own, in their own box with all of this Mecca shit with all of this like over pride. Cause now it's like the New York sound can only be dusty drum loops. Mm. Like if if you do like, what I, I don't even know what a New York sound would transition to. Yeah, I mean what you did you? box yourself in, and I think about like Bobby Smarter and like right. what Hot Nigga was. It mm-hmm. sounded like a Southern rapper. Right? Yeah, you know, it could have been a drill record, which is already a Lloyd Banks record. Right, prior to it being a Bobby Smarter record, which mm-hmm. was a Lloyd Banks record, who kind of sounded like a South record. And I think that's a dilemma there because the I I think you were right when you said they have like an identity crisis, but more so they don't know how to represent themselves, how to break out of the stigmas and also not break into what the South is doing or what the West is doing to do something that is wholly New York. But I'm not from there and I'm not gonna really speak on the mans over there, you know. I mean, listen, because yeah. I don't because I don't really know. Maybe there is like a little scene bubbling of the next newcomers. I, no, I, love, I love New York, man. New York, New York has uh, New York needs a in you know, innovation injection is what they need. Mm. Innovation injection. Okay. Mm. So I can get behind that. I'm a, I'm a fan of alliteration. So that's right. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm for innovation injections. Like they just need, you know, that needs to be somebody that embodies the spirit of the city. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There are people that, that have come through and, and you got to like all the pro era kids, yeah. Bobby Schmurda, like you, like those guys, like I could, and even Cardi B to a, to a degree. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She is, super she is a, a, New a New York representative. Like no a doubt. New Yorker. Yeah. You know what I mean? But even still, the stuff that she's doing doesn't sound like New York. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. It sounds like what, and uh, I guess because the, whatever the quote unquote Southern sound is, is like the the mainstream sound at the moment. 
But you know, if Cardi if Cardi was to get on some dusty drum loops, as you know, as you so eloquently put, <laughs> I think people would fuck with that. For but sure. but but I don't think that's the right thing to do. Uh-huh. You've got to find some kind of happy medium in between, right? right. Where, it's, but like you know, but I mean, New York and New York can be New York again. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's not. It's, it hasn't been what it used to be for a long time. But I still think you know, you know, I got hope for New York that it can that it can be the place that it once was. And it's like, it's like you know, New York is like when the Raiders are good or when the Lakers are good. It's just better. It's for better for everybody, better for everybody for it to be that way. You know yeah, what I like the analogy. So. So we put it in Start the air off. that one day we're gonna get a Cardi B DJ Premier record. Is that what, was, is that what we're saying? I wouldn't. I would put it back. I, 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 listen, I, I, after I, I, Primo did that Christina Aguilera album, I believe that he can do everything in the world. Which Christina Aguilera album? The best one. The best one. <laughs> uh, was it stripped? The one. Yeah, I think the, it was the one stripped. that had uh, "Ain't No Other Man." Let's Ain't No Other Man. Let's get dirty. Was a that was a single from it. One. I gotta go hear it. Let's get dirty. I don't know. I completely missed that. Let's get dirty was the one with Redman. She did. She meant Premier did with like four or five. Yeah, Primo did like five. I think like half that album. Yeah. If the album was like eleven tracks, I think Primo did like five fucking, or six of them. Fucking fantastic! Fantastic this is breaking album. News yeah, for yeah, yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it was quite. I didn't find out about it until maybe a year after it was out. I love it. And then I saw it. I was like, "Works of Mart." I was like, "Why do I know Works of Mart?" Yeah, I saw it Premier, the thing. I was like, "Oh shit!" I was like, "Yo, Primo did these records," and that was. I think that might have been one of her highest selling albums. It's probably it's the best record. Yeah, sure. yeah. To me, it's yeah. It's, it's the best songs that I heard of Christina Aguilera. I'm gonna look it up. So at that point, I'm like, all right, cool. Right, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Do some Cardi records. Oh man. Well, speaking of how music used to be, I <laughs> I feel like I gotta tell you this story. Like I was so I was doing market research for Red Bull, where they were trying to plan out their next twelve months of like events. So basically, they sent me out to be like, all right. Let's just, you know, take the temperature on the Atlanta nightlife scene. Mm-hmm. Tell me what scenes are popping up. Tell me what parties are popping up. And, you know, we'll just go from there. I'm like, perfect. So I went out, like, that whole week, which is something I never do. And then finally, like, I, like, see an Instagram post about the groove. And I'm like, all right, I'll go uh, check that out. Oh, Here's you came? I never. Good old groove. I never made it <laughs> because the line never moved. <laughs> there do, so like, do be people trying to get to the right, groove. Yeah. So I was like, I know this is popping because I've been out here for like an hour. <laughs> and I'm just like, all right. They're making it happen. Yeah. They're doing their thing. And I was just like, all right. Let's I'll take care of you next time. All right. <laughs> just, let, just let me know. Now, now that I know, I'll I make sure you get in. <laughs> well, tell people the story behind the groove and now like flavor. Like what had you thinking, all right, we need to go celebrate these old school records. Uh, I personally how what 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 I did came from for me is I I had spent maybe the three or four years prior to this as a tour DJ and I was doing that and uh I was kind of all in in that job. I was kind of doing way I was doing way more than what was required of me to do. Uh, but by choice though, but, you know, I'm, I'm not knocking. I was I was there because I wanted to be there, and I was doing what I wanted to do because I wanted to do it. But I got burnt out. Okay. And I started to realize. I started to realize that of uh, what I was doing as a DJ wasn't as fulfilling as it once it had been what mm. made me start you know right. what i'm saying so i started thinking 
And plus, I just kind of, I just got, I was way over rap shit. I'm still kind of over rap shit now. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, rap music, rappers, rap fans, everything. The whole thing. Oh, the whole culture? Everything. Not just the whole culture. It's just, it's, it's what, what. What the culture is now, just kind of, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm the Jay old head. I'm the get off my lawn type guy. You know what no, I'm saying? No, I want to know I'm more. Like, I'm like, nah. <laughs> I'm like, whatever. You know what I mean? But anyway, um, I was feeling that way, so I said to myself, "What do I have fun playing when I'm DJing? What makes me dance when I DJ?" Mm-hmm. And I would go back. I was like, anytime I do a party and I play something like. Frankie Beverly and Maze, like the whole room, I get the reaction from the room that I want. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The 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 drug that I'm chasing. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, hmm, that happens literally every time I play this record. What if I did that for a whole night and just played shit like that? And I was thinking, I was like, is there any rap music that gives me that feeling? Like even if I play a rap a rap song that I know is gonna turn up a whole room, mm-hmm. like Nuck If You Buck, right? Playing, you know what I'm saying? That's gonna turn up. It's a whole gonna room. go wherever you but, put it. But it's a different type of energy, right? You know what I'm saying? It's a is and and I was like, this is fun, but this ain't this this ain't necessarily making the people feel good. It ain't making me feel that good either. Right. You know what I mean? But if I play, you know. Real love by Mary J. Blige. People are dancing. Everybody. Everybody's good. smiling. Right. You know, people are talking to each other, mm-hmm. dancing with each other. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna throw a party, and I ain't gonna play number R&B music. I ain't playing no rap, no rap at all, none. Were you worried about that at first? Did you think people would take to it? Fuck it, fuck it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. If it worked, it, you know, it was at that at that, that point. It was I was it was more of a selfish thing. It I was gonna say it me. sounds like this party was for you. Yeah, it was more about me than it was for anybody else. Mm. Just because you know, if if I could get if I can get 10, 20 people in the room, I'd have been all right with it. Right. So I got the idea, and I sat on that idea for for all, for a year. You know, mm-hmm. like I I found I decided what I was gonna call it. I I got the the IG, the Twitter, bought the URL, all that kind mm-hmm. of shit, and I just sat on it for a year. I was like, how am I gonna do this? And so I you know just went went about trying to figure out how I was going to do it and I found a uh I found a, a venue that was willing to listen to me and give me a try and they uh they had that this particular venue had a reputation for uh you know they had been doing a whole bunch of EDM shit and all this wild crazy shit mm-hmm. and I think the the management at the venue was kind of over it they was kind of over all that shit cuz it was right. too wild yeah right so when I came, I came at him with this idea of like, yeah, man, I ain't playing no rap music. They were like, oh yeah, like, this is gonna be awesome. We'll try it. You know what I'm saying? Right. We'll try it, man. Let me tell you something, man. I did that shit for a smooth six months. Ain't nobody show up. Nobody. I, I probably had over over the course of six months. I probably had maybe seventy people total. Oh, come to six that months, and over that's six once months. a month. It was once a month. It was uh. So that's ten people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know I'm just saying? doing the math in my mind. Like, <laughs> shit. Okay. It was a. Uh, it was a. Uh, um, we started in the summer, of 2015, and uh, at first, at first, the very first one I did, I in my mind I was really gonna play number real old shit. So I, in my mind, I was I was you know I tried it, 
And I was like, yeah, I'm going to play, you know, I'm going to play OJ's, Gap Band, all this kind of shit, man. You know what I'm saying? Just like, you know, some old juke joint shit. Mm-hmm. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? Like liquor house music, all right. that. And I realized immediately that that was not the, the course of action <laughs> I needed to take. So I pivoted to, and I, tried, I was like, well, I was having, uh, I was doing this other party uh, called Before Serato. It's, it's, it's kind of, it's transformed into another party called Flavor now. But uh, back then, I w- it was called Before Serato, mm-hmm. and I would, uh, I was having some mild success with with theme parties. Like I did one party was, that was all bad boy shit. I did one party that was also some deaf shit. Mm-hmm. I did all one party that was all like Freaknik era music with number nothing but Atlanta bass shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Man, like, and they were they were doing okay. I did, and the, the best one I did, I did a Dungeon Family one, and and it was crazy. Like. Damn near the whole dungeon family showed up. It was crazy. Wow. I, but I think I think the key to that was I hired Ray Murray to come DJ with me. True that. So gotta get him out. Good call. So um anyway, um uh, I was having I said, let me let me apply that to this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, well, what can I do? So I tried uh, all Janet Jackson party. I tried all Prince party. I tried all Mary J. Blige party. I tried all Soul Aquarians party. And then some some were working, some weren't. Oh, but uh, during that time when I was doing it, one of the uh, one of the guys I hired to come DJ with me, the guy, this guy named Jeremy Avalon, he uh, came to do the Prince party with me because he's a Prince nerd like I am, mm-hmm. like. A, but he's he's like deep hard, into it, hardcore yeah. with it. You know what I'm saying? So he was into it, and I, you know, I was trying to, when we were at the party, we were DJing, wasn't nobody around. We, you know, having you know at the bar in between sets, just talking to shit, and he was like. I get what you're doing, and you need. He put the battery in my back for real, for real. He was like, "Oh, what you're doing is like is needed because you know, I was in the headspace I was in. It's like, man, R&B music is kind of getting wiped away. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. real R&B yeah. music. It was mm-hmm. like it was just kind of getting pushed to the wayside. I, I read some article that where it was like you know there hadn't been a a, a, a traditional R and B song in the top ten on Billboard for like five or six years or something like that. And I'm like, that's crazy. Like that's like that's like a that's a, a like legacy culture that's just disappearing. Damn near extinct. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, yeah, I'm gonna keep on doing this even if this shit don't work. And clearly, you know, I, I don't know if I was stupid or whatever, but I just kept on and you know. Eventually, it started to grow. Um, oh, well, <laughs> here's a, a funny story. The v- initial venue I was at, they kicked me out. They, well, they didn't kick me out. I don't want to say that. <laughs> they, 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 they made they, my last party with them. They made me stop in the middle of the party, but there was a reason why. There was a, there, there okay. was a reason why they made a business decision, which I totally understood. Right. So it was a it was a Thursday night. It was a Thursday night during football season. And there was like some big game when I was at like a neighborhood bar, like a bar that's in the middle of it's in East Atlanta Village, mm-hmm. and just a neighborhood bar. And they have they have regulars on Thursday nights, then people that will come in and to to watch football. Right, that's what they would come in there for. So I'm starting up the party, and you know this is and what's crazy is this this was the one night where I was starting to turn, where things mm-hmm. were starting to turn for me, where it was like you know maybe. Well, it was 10 people. It was probably like 40 this time. All right. right. You know what I'm saying? Multiples. Yeah. Yes. So, but I had, but <laughs> the club, the club management came, well, the venue management, pardon me, uh, came up to me. He's like, yo, we got, we got to shut you down. 
And I'm like, oh, shit, bro. Well, like, what am I going to tell these people? Like, I, you know, he's like, yeah, I'm sorry. We got to shut you down. And then he was like, look, man, you know, we got regular customers. You know, you, you really haven't been pulling numbers. The, my regular customers, the people that come here all the time, mm -hmm. are complaining about the music or whatever. Right. I was like, you know what? Bro, I dig it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. he, and, and they were respectful enough to pay me out my full rate. That's uh, respect. Yeah. Dope. You know okay. what I'm saying? Right. Because I guess, I guess they saw me actually trying to, instead of just somebody talking shit or whatever, like actually come in and try and make something happen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we went on. And then the thing that really turned the groove into what it is now happened right after that. That is when uh, Jeremy, the guy uh, who I was telling you played the Prince Party with me, he called me with his partner, this guy named Xavier Black. They have a, uh, they have a company called Work Crew. And they, they produce events all around the city, do a lot of fly shit. But I had been, I had just in my, you know, Amongst my peers, amongst all of you know, in the DJ community or whatever, you know, when we we, we talk to each other, they say, "Hey, man, what you doing? What's going on?" There? And I tell them about the groove and how you know shit wasn't going as well. I thought it was gonna go, and I want to move it. I'm trying to find a, a new location. I'm thinking about these places, but I don't have any connections. Blah blah blah. So they called me. They called me, and one of the places I wanted to go had approached them about producing an R&B event. So yeah. what they did is they was like, look, man, we see what you got going on over there. You already, you already got it branded out. You got, you got, the party has a specific identity. We know what you want to do mm -hmm. or whatever. The venue, one of the venues that you want to play at hit us up and want us to do something R&B based. So instead of us trying to build something new, why don't we just partner together? And at this time, you know, I didn't have six months of failure. So I'm like, fuck it. Let's do it. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm with it. And we started, we started from there. And we we moved, we ended up moving out. We that was my last night. And this happened maybe maybe two weeks after my last night in my in my first venue. Uh -huh. and, wow. and then we moved and then uh that ended that ended in of uh, late September, I believe, of 2015, and then we waited. Uh, we waited uh, two months and started uh, on and around Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, then, and we started at the new place. We stayed at the new place for a while. It was a hotel hotel lobby. That's it, an interesting place. Yeah, it was at uh, it was a hotel lobby downtown. And it, it, at first, it was cool because the, the the woman that wanted us there, she really wanted us there. So she was very, very, very supportive. But it's a hotel lobby. You can't really turn up. Yeah, that's hotel. what I was gonna say. Like <laughs> you know that's a pretty bold venue choice. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, because I didn't I wasn't sure what I wasn't sure if this was a party party or if this was like some cool lounge a listening date experience. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You sit down and have a drink while you hear some songs. It could have been got, either way. Right. So, you know, I guess I guess that was I guess that that point in time it was that was, you know, my field testing stage. You know what? So, you know, eventually her bosses, well, she, and she, yo, she was such a G. She did the most gangster ass shit ever. I love her for this, for shit. I, so about a month before she was getting ready to leave, mm -hmm. she told us, she was like, look, I'm finna get another job. I'm not working here anymore. They gonna cut y'all off, right? She was like, just, she just told us this straight up. This is what up. it is. Wow. She's like, they gonna cut y'all off. She's like, 
but I'm going to be here until for the next, and we were doing it weekly at the time. I'm going to be here for like the next three or four weeks. So as long as I'm here, y'all here, right? She's like, you can come, you can, but but I'm just saying when when I leave, it's over with for y'all. Mm-hmm. And she she doubled our rate for the last for the last. Oh week. my god! Yeah. Wow. Didn't even yeah. didn't even we didn't even ask if she just doubled. She just like doubled. This, it. Was, this is how this we're running now. She's wow. like, yeah, because you know, she was like, yeah, my bosses they 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 want y'all gone mm-hmm. <laughs> as quickly as possible. Shit. She was like, nah, I'm a, I'm a, you know, I told them you know I'd be here, but. Shout out to her, man. She was, she was, uh, that's real G. Hey, man, other people's money. Yeah. 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 Right. Other, other people's money, man. Shout out to Tom Kennedy. Like, that's what it's about. So then we eventually moved into the space where we at now. And we've been there since, uh, April of 2016. And, and from probably maybe the second or third one there, it's been a wild ride. And it's, it's, it's turned into what it's turned into now. You know, it's turned into, to work. She can't get in. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> right. true. Yeah. And everybody in front of me was just like, "Just be patient. It's fine." They've all they had all been there before. Mm-hmm. Which so is I amazing. guess when so just this past summer you did the first groove block party. So I guess yeah, at that point man. that was kind of like the crown. You had to feel now that I know the backstory. You had to feel yeah. crazy watching the, Yo, the crowd out there because yeah. it was packed. Dog man, you don't know how much joy that day yeah. filled me with. And I can imagine. Man, I I was I was you know, I was about to cry out there. It was I was I was so excited and just happy just because it like that was like a that's always been like a dream of mine cuz mm-hmm. I I never got to go to, I, I always hear these stories about how these 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 famous park jams back right. when hip hop started and all this all this, all this shit. That we weren't around for at all. Right. Yeah. That's no all I, all I got all I got is the legend. All I that's all I yeah. that's all I can hang my hat on is the legend. You're right, the legend. And the, yeah. the stories the, the, I hear. Yeah, the handed down tales of what these so parties So it was like. it just as a DJ, as a DJ it was always in the back of my mind that one day I'm going to do like a like a legitimate like outdoor block party mm. the stuff and you from philly so you know block party culture but well i spent anyway. a lot of time in philly you know what i'm saying i grew up i grew up down here but i've been to philly shit. but still you, you yeah, familiar yeah yeah from yeah 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 actual block party where there's actually a block and it's actually yes, shut exactly. down and there's <laughs> right. actually people in the street dancing yeah those those kind of parties have like a totally different type of feeling than most than just any old party you right. know what i mean and i always like i wanted to do i wanted to do it right and you know, man, we we did it right. We did, man. I was I was there was there was a point in time when I was up on the turntables and I just looked out and saw what was happening and I was like, man, I can't believe this shit is happening. I can't believe it. I it like, was a hell of a thing to see because that same hour long line that you were waiting in, it was still it was a much because I mean the the outside that was probably what at least four times as big as the inside of the uh, venue. It's about, it's, it's about three times. Three times as had, big as the actual had, venue itself. We had. A little over double the people that we normally have. Right. So the place was packed on the inside, and there was still a line of people like thirsty to get in this joint. And I even even just from the posters, uh, the pictures that I posted on Instagram, a lot of people hit me like, "Damn, I should." I had people that was in town like the days before. I damn, I should have stayed. I I told you, you should have stayed. It's gonna be a thing. Like the the best thing I the best thing I used to see. Well, I used to see afterwards was when people would be posting like. How did I miss this? Right, and like it's the, that's the that's one of the things I love about about this party and the way we we we've gone about uh, branding it. It's not like it's not like an in your face kind of thing. It's like mm-hmm. either you know or you don't. Yeah, right. yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I think that adds to the allure of of the event itself. 
and you know the fact that this is like the most low key kind of event. Like we we removed all the all the trappings that that prevented people from actually having fun. Right. Like no bottle video. service. No no bottle service. No hookah. They're mm-hmm. very very limited seating. There's no dress code at all ever. Right. You know what I'm saying. Um. And and we try to keep the price low. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. I got that was that's 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 that was my you know my takeaway from American Gangster is like give somebody some real quality but sell that shit low. You know yes. what I'm saying. You know what I mean. Frank Lucas knew. Yeah, like yeah. you know I got the best dope and if I sell, if I sell it for less than what my competition is. I mean, so, as many people have iPhones, imagine how many more they would sell mm-hmm. if the shit was only. Oh, that's another thing. I'm. I, that's another thing I like about my venue. Like a lot of people uh, in in this day and age, social media is king, and your social media engagement numbers are uh, are held in higher value value than of uh, the actual you know things that happen at the event. Right. So. I actually I, I I want my social media numbers to grow because I want the the party to grow in order in in you know in 2018 that's just how it is but also kind of get a kick out of when uh you know I I I can I can produce an event where 500 plus people will show up and then the next day nobody's talking about it but they're talking about it to each to other. each other about oh, it right yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. yeah yeah like you might not see you might not see a bunch of videos or you know people holding their phones right. taking selfies and mm-hmm. shit because they actually in there's too much time dancing and party. having yeah. fun right. yeah. can't, you can't go viral when you're actually having fun when you're actually in life yeah. wow <laughs> yeah. that's a job. but I mean to your point about that I mean I guess that's a testament to what you all are doing because I feel like in Atlanta it's hard to keep an event low key Mm, like people true. love to go out and do some shit here, and if somebody finds out about something that's popping, like you know the Ferragamo belt show up, and yeah, I see that from time. I see that from time to time. <laughs> that the, the party is totally different thing. Yo, man. I see that from time. I see that from time to time. Those those types of people yeah. show up at the party, and they look around and they can't figure it out. Right, they can't like how's this happening? You know what I'm saying? And it's like, how's this? It's, it's, it's a, how is this happening? And then it's a, how is this happening? And I don't know about it. And I it. wasn't privy to this before because right. clearly this didn't just start. Right. And right. all the other ones I missed. Yeah, they, like, they yeah. like, oh, this has been going on for a while. You know, that, yeah. that, I always get a kick out of that. I always get a kick out of people like, uh, you know, we have a wide range of people to come. Like, you know, we get like people in the, in, you know, in their early 50s down to people who just turned 21. That show up at this party. That's the part that always surprised me. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And it's like that. And and they and and they all congregate, no problem. But it's always trip when I see like you know older men and women that show up at the party and they they, they like wild dressed up because that's just what they, they know. Yeah, right. They're you know what I'm saying. Yeah. If you're going out to a nice event and they come right. something nice yeah. and they come and they come and they <laughs> they come into this grimy ass. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. And they looking around like, where am I at? But then, then all of a sudden, an Aretha, Rankle, Aretha Franklin play, uh, record plays, and they're like, hmm. okay, I, yeah. I, I hang out for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is and then, for and then, they, and then right. they end up having the time of their life. Yeah, you know right. what I'm saying? It's, well, yeah. it's good, man. I was gonna ask, what do you think is a bigger driver toward the event success? Because on one hand, you have the nostalgic factor because you were trying to pull from like your own memories of music. But then I feel like there's also has to be a science behind just how R and B like just moves people from a musicality standpoint. So like, what do you think is the bigger factor? There? I think it's a bit of both. And I think, uh, 
I have a, I have partners, Xavier Black in particular, that have really, 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 really sharp minds when it comes to marketing. You know what I'm saying? And I think I think the way that we market the party is uh is equally as important as the music that we play. And I think the combination of those things is what you know what a sauce might be. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. if you look if you look at the way we uh at the way we you know market the party, we do things like on on our flyers, for example. We don't say it's Mary J. Blige. We just make a, a illustration of Mary J. Blige that was like an iconic picture of her, mm-hmm. where where you immediately know that this that's is Mary. It. This is Mary uh-huh. J. Blige. So, so this is what's gonna go down at here. You know, at this party. So I'm hitting you. I'm hitting. I'm I'm tapping into multiple senses at once. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm trying to draw you in visually, and then when you get here, you're gonna hear what you what you saw and then it's going to make you feel a certain way. It's gonna it's gonna it's gonna make the nostalgia come out. Right. It'll it'll you know, you'd be like, Man, I hadn't heard this forever and I remember what I remember, you know, my boyfriend or girlfriend at the time or who or you know, this is my seventh grade crush. Oh yes. you know, all this kind of stuff. School you know what I'm saying? Hop, we was doing this, that all the, all that shit. You know, I, like I'm I, those those are the places I'm trying to tap into. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's what that's what I'm trying to get uh, out of the people Like when they come in I want people to come Come in there And leave Saying that's the Best time I've had In a long time And that's been happening And I think I think that uh, Although All those things Are what You know Makes the The party what it is To me Yeah your parties Definitely feel like How Atlanta parties Used to feel Before bottle service that's what people tell me. I mean, I wasn't living here at the time, but I, I've just, heard. I've it heard. Was different. Like, well, going, tell me about those times. Well, going to what like, is that like? <laughs> go, yeah, because it seems foreign. The whole idea that you can even have a club now that plays hip hop but doesn't have all of that extra shit is, is crazy. But like the old club SOs, when SOs was downtown, it was two floors, which is crazy because downstairs was usually East Coast and Caribbean music. And now you don't get they play any type of Caribbean reggae in the club now. It's like when the lights are coming on, it's time to go. Yeah. <laughs> but it was a regular party. Damn. Even like old Club Kaya. Mm. Before it was Club Visions, before it was whatever it was, after it was Visions. Like, right, I, I right. hear I hear I get the warehouse comparison. The warehouse. Yeah, the warehouse I spent a couple of New Year's Eve with a fake ID in the warehouse. <laughs> yes. And it was like even there, like you would buy people would have bottles, but they would have bottles. On the dance floor, like it wasn't like uh, I have a bottle and I'm over there in like some a section in a section yeah. with a couch. No, I have a bottle, sure, but I'm standing here next to you, broke ass that only has <laughs> Bacardi I on get the to rocks. Bask in your glory, and thank yeah, yeah, you. yeah. Thank you for being close to me while I drink my champagne and you drink your fucking Miller High Life. Miller High Life for your that was wrong. Whatever, hey, man, hey, hey it's, it's, it's champagne of bills, baby. <laughs> <laughs> there we go, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, but those parties where people like you, yeah, you put on something nice, but you knew you were going to the party to sweat. To a party, yeah, yeah. Right. like your shirt was gonna sweat, your back, your shirt was gonna be stuck to your back. You might, you, you might have bacon neck around your t-shirt <laughs> because you sweated out your t-shirt <laughs> and you're not, your, your collar is all wrinkled when you try to holler at the girl. But that's just what it is because her shit is sweaty and her edges is all the way fell out and like that's yeah. And I don't. Outside of outside of the groove, I don't know where you find that in Atlanta anymore. 
Oh, I mean, I, I do. Besides that, I do. I do like a, a like a rap version of the groove too, called Fla- it's, Flavor. Yeah, right. But you know that that one that one is kind of still in toddler stages, I suppose. Okay. Sure. You know what I'm saying? So, but you know, I think we'll eventually get there. Uh, I got I got some ideas to to you know help turn it up a little bit that I'm gonna try and implement in 2019, but. Cause now it's kind of like it's kind of like baby groove. It's right. just with rap music. With rap music instead. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I am a little curious as to like. I mean, aside from like being in the industry, like what was it about rap and like everything that had you feeling like get off my lawn? Like, what was it about? Oh, I just. I mean, uh, I think it was. Uh, I used to, I used to, uh, before like there was a, there, there was a, you know, uh, occupation called social media manager. I kind of did that for the guy I was touring with just on my, on my own. And I'm a, uh, I'm a, uh, information glutton, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I would just, I would go dig, 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 dig. Cause I want, I've always been interested in how, how and why people do and say what they do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm into how people behave you know so when i was doing that i would i had to immerse myself in the rap culture at the time this was like the blog era so this is like 2010 through maybe 2014 something like that so i would uh because i would you know i would just dig in to spaces i would read everything like all the blogs that you know the all the new music cartel stuff, just whatever was whatever was popping, and I would also go dig through like the Nike Talk forum or of oh, uh, you know uh, the Kanye to the forum, mm-hmm. OK oh, Player yeah. forum. You know what I'm saying? And I would I would dig through everything. I look I look at all all the all the bad shit and all the good shit, and I would see how fickle rap fans are and it's not just rap fans it's fans of anything and, and, and how people yes yeah, the exactly. nature of people, people. To be this way. Right. and i could see how and i could see the entitlement starting to fester in people Ooh, you know what i'm saying oh, man. and like it was it was it, it back then it was it wasn't as nearly as bad as it is now but uh but that start that that kind of stuff started to weigh on me and and because I was doing that, it was affecting the way I would DJ. I remember when I came back home after I had done a tour stop and I went to go DJ a party and I couldn't uh I found myself not really knowing what to play mm-hmm. because I I I had spent so much time deep off in this other world. Right. So I'm in the party playing shit. I ain't had no business playing in no party. You know what I'm saying? The people mm-hmm. the, the internet knows about it, the people don't. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like I was, I, I was living in a bubble. Right. You know what I mean? And, when, and after after I got done with that, I was like, man, this is this this hasn't happened to me in a long. It hadn't, you know, I hadn't felt like a failure as a DJ in a real, real long time. Oh wow! You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't want to feel like that ever, ever. Right. So all of those things, like seeing seeing uh, how fickle and entitled fans could be. Uh, seeing what the artists actually the the sacrifices that they make of uh, that go unseen and and then uh, and seeing how fans uh, react 
to uh, react to them when they just don't know. They have no fucking clue what's really going on. Right. Sure. There's no fucking clue. You sure. know what I mean? And and then just you know when it when it, you know affecting me personally for something that you know that I I love and you know and do that's my livelihood and I, I saw it affecting me in that way. All of that stuff kind of turned me off. Like, man, fuck this rap shit, bro. Yeah. Fuck this. You know what I mean? So that, those those were the things that kind of that kind of you know brought me down in the muck to say you know so to speak. What do you think the fans are missing? Like, what is it? What is it? What is the complex that the fans have that is? It's it's this this it's the microwave society. Everybody wants everything when they want it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I give you a perfect example. Like. There's this whole thing, this whole trend now, where people are saying that albums are too long, which is it's just just a it's a crazy concept to me. Not explain why. This is gonna be good. So, yeah. so this is what uh, this is what a this is what a fan does in 2018. A fan will like a said artist. Okay, they'll like what that artist does, and the artist. Uh, will put out, say, you know, let's let's just use uh, to bump a butterfly as an example. Okay. okay. Yep. So that album's sixty plus minutes long, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People will will put that record on and say, "Man, this is a chore to get through." Right. Yeah. I saw a lot of that. Yeah. It's, 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 a, it's a tough listen. It's, yeah. This is a yeah. chore to get through. It's too long. It's yeah. too long, right? Right. But, but, but they'll say, but it's so good, right? That don't make sense to me. Why wouldn't you want more of a good thing? Right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That makes mm-hmm. no sense to me. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, after they say that it's a chore to listen to this music that they like a lot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It sounds funny when you put it that way. They After they do that, six months after, six months after, this this body of work that you deem is too long to listen to, that you enjoy, that you go back to and listen to and still enjoy, uh-huh. and will probably still enjoy whenever you listen to it again. Mm-hmm. Six months after that, they're demanding that that artist give them something new. Demanding. This is old now. I'm tired of this. That makes no sense to me. Mm. That kind of shit is what, what just done turned me into the jaded old man. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, why, why, why wouldn't you want more of a good thing? Yeah, yeah. And you know whatever, what I'm saying? And, 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 the, and the time that it takes to get create that and good yo, thing. And the thing, the thing is, you ain't look, man. You ain't that busy. <laughs> <laughs> An hour of your time ain't shit, <laughs> right? For real, especially if it's. It, I don't. Why? Why is an hour of your time? Difficult to get through if it's some shit you like. If it's something that you're enjoying listening to, that don't make don't that make sense to you? No, I don't. That get don't it. make no, a I, lick I, of I sense to me. Yeah, but you know, it's it's what it is, man. I ain't mean to go off like that. But. No, no, that's what no, no, I was just I was I was just interested in what you specifically thought is was going on with fans nowadays. And there's a lot of that. Um, I think some of the longer albums these days don't have the quality of. What you would want to listen to, or at least for me, no, personally. I get that. I get that. Now, if, it's, if, if, it's, if, it's if it's twenty-three tracks and all this shit is Reggie with sticks and stems, look, man. Like, if it, if it, if it's five minutes worth of bullshit, it's bullshit. Yeah, you know what I'm right. saying? Yeah, yeah. Five minutes or an hour. But if it's an hour worth of 
the shit that you like mm-hmm. that you actually fuck with. Yeah. Right. Why get mad? Mm-hmm. And then and then on top of that, why say give me more? Right. Yeah. You haven't even appreciated. You can't have. You can't yeah. like. I mean, you know how Marlo and you, you, you want it one <laughs> way, but it's the other way. It's the other way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That line is so iconic because it applies to so, so much shit. shit. Yeah. So Look, I told you I wasn't stepping two. I ain't disrespecting you, son. You want it to be one way. What? You want it to be one way. Man, I don't you know want it to you... be one Man, way. Man, stop! Stop saying that. What is the other way? Okay. So that's why that's why I play happy R and B music. <laughs> <laughs> Something that he's gonna give me. I some, gotta balance myself. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uplift my soul. <laughs> but what's the last rap album you, no matter how long or how short, you was like, okay, I can appreciate this. Uh, uh what I was what I was listening to on the way over here that that new Gibbs and uh, Spiller. Yeah. Oh, that thing is fire. Oh. I that like, thing is. I like good rapping, fire. man. Right. And that could be long. And, and it's a lot of good whole, rapping. It's a whole lot of good rapping on that thing. Yeah. I never understood people who hate on Spitter. I was talking to somebody about that this weekend. I don't know what it is, but people tend to think that he's either like boring or I hate that repetitive. word. Repetitive. I really hate yeah. that word. I never, boring? I never yeah. got I'll it. Tell you. It's them but entitled rap fans, man. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck them. At least three people yeah. told me Spitter's boring. Okay. That they that he was insufferable. Boring. Yeah. Insufferable. Yeah. Like what? What the right. fuck does that mean? Okay. I don't know what it is. And the thing is, I thought he. Put on a performance throughout the whole tape. Him and Gibbs mm-hmm. came through strong. Yeah, mm-hmm. from Super start to strong. finish. Right. But I know people that haven't even touched it yet because they look at Currency's name and just say, oh, "I don't fuck with Currency." And it's not. It's nothing to do with quality. It's nothing to do with his music. It's just like, oh, he's boring. See, I because just somebody told him he was boring. They they might not even know for real. Yeah. They they might be missing out on the time of their life just because of what someone else said. You know what I mean? Well, my problem with the word boring is that, like. A, what does that mean? Because I feel like it's either a catch-all for a bunch of shit that you don't know how to explain, or yeah. it's like it's some euphemism that you just can't say, I don't like it, and then just leave it at that. To me, when you say boring, I'm like, is it the tone of the person's voice? Is it the subject matter? Because to me, if that's the case, then Nas is boring. So when they say that like, they're he, boring, they're being lazy. To me, that's what yes. it sounds like. It sounds like mm. I don't want to work. And I'm not even saying you have to like dig through every syllable and it has to have wild metaphors and this polysyllabic wordplay. I'm not even saying all that. But it is sound lazy from the standpoint of I don't want to listen right. to what this person is I'm saying. I'm saying they're being lazy the, yeah, in their the, critique, that they're just stopping short and being like, well, yeah. I don't have to engage. I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't like it for X, Y, Z reasons. But Man, people just, just want to sound like, smarter than they actually are. That's all that is. Well, mm. There's probably some of that, too. You know what I'm saying? But what, what you're saying, all of what you're saying is true, but like people just want to, you know, everything Everything is a, everything in this online age is a popularity contest. I got mm. to gotta be, I got to be the coolest. I got to smoke more. I got to fuck more women or men, if that's your thing, of you know, I gotta be the smartest motherfucker. I gotta be the flyest motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Everything is the a competition. Richest. I got the most. Everything shoes. is a competition. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That's why people, it, like people, people are competing with each other to have fake fun. Oh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I'm going. going I'm, I'm going. I'm going 
to the place where everybody's going because this is the popping place, and I'm gonna go in there and I'm gonna show everybody that I'm, I'm having the right. I'm having the most fun. Ain't nobody having more fun than me. And I'm not even having fun. Ain't having a look. <laughs> I'm not having any fun at so, all. So, so, as soon as they flip that phone screen around, you know what they're doing? Sitting the Stand, fuck sitting down. Sitting the fuck down. Standing there against the wall and just being there, like, and just not talking there. to people. Just being doing there. Anything, just existing in this space that is supposed to be a cool space. But they can post that one video. That shit blow yeah. my mind, bro. Oh, man. How do we, I don't know. What do we do to get people to have fun again? Like, maybe we just need more clubs. Come to the groove. That, that's there, one thing. There you go. Plug. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's plug talk. There you go. That's definitely plug talk. But like maybe there needs to be more clubs. Like like what you were saying as far as taking away like there is no bottle service. There is no section here. There's limited seat. The only seating Rock. might be at the bar, maybe right. or something like that. Or maybe limited there's one cows there, limited yeah. sitting. But like something has to be done where there's alternative forms of fun. Because the city with Atlanta now, I feel like you're either going to the gold room. Or you're going to <laughs> East Atlanta Village or Edgewood. Mm-hmm. As far as the types of parties, like the yeah, environment, and absolutely. Who's showing up? There isn't really a solid in between where it's just a party where people are going to have fun and it's uh, you know it's, it's multiple venues because I don't I can't do all of that that the gold room the VIP I can't do that shit anymore. Like I was doing all that when it was fun to me was when I wasn't having no business being in there. <laughs> <laughs> and now that I probably have more business being in there, I don't want to be there at all. As soon as you understand what a tab actually meant, you're like, oh. It was like, oh, oh you got to oh, do that? No. No. I'm Get cool. out of here. Yeah, I'm cool. Oh my that. god. Man, I I got I got burnt out DJing in them kind of places too, man, cuz uh, you know for a long time that was that was my life. I was the, I was, you know, I thought that was the be all end all. You know, right. I was like you know, I found I got a residency at a club. You know, good for me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have, you know, the foresight that I that I've acquired in age. But it like even then when I was DJing, I'm like, man, this don't feel right. You know what I'm saying? I mm-hmm. feel like you know it felt like I was going to work. Yeah. Yeah, and at that point, that's when it's got to be like. Hey, okay. you guys, you said we was talking earlier. Yeah. Like I can't if I can't feel like I'm doing no work. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying. And if I if I ever feel like I'm doing work, man, I'm gonna dead it. Yeah, I can't do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think people feel like that with a lot of. I mean, I guess people that do yeah, have creative occupations, I think, feel like that to a large extent. So I've heard artists say that same thing before. Yeah, is that I don't want to feel like I'm getting on stage to like. I'm, doing, I'm, I'm going. I'm going to do this yeah. for the check. I'm going to do it for the check. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm doing it for the check. I'm, I'm going through saying? the muscle memory of where I'm supposed to stand and what hand gesture I'm supposed to do with this I know, part of the song. I know it's going. I know it's. You know, I know what to do to give the people what they want. Right. Right. Instead of instead of kind of changing what they want. Yeah, telling mm-hmm. them telling them what they want. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I I know you think you want this, but you know. Let me put let me put a little season of salt on this chicken. It's gonna mm-hmm. taste better. Right. 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 You know what I'm saying? Trust yeah. me. I got you. You know, look, I know you came in for the fried chicken. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But let me let me touch it up a little bit. It's yeah. Gonna, you're, gonna, you're gonna enjoy it. Trust right. me. Right. Well, I think that ability <laughs> I don't know if artists or maybe in their mind they think they're doing that. And on the other end of it, to the fans' ear or to the public's ear, it doesn't come off that way. But that whole idea, like you said, the pimp a butterfly, for an artist to Go left. Mm-hmm. With rappers, there aren't a lot of rappers who are willing to go left, and even going left for them might be like a slight veer to the left, but not all the way. I'm going to change my whole style. I'm going to change my whole presentation, 
And I think that's part of probably why guys like Kendrick Cole, even Mac Miller, like mm-hmm. other artists who kind of didn't stick with a sound or told people like, this is the shit you're going to like now because the way I'm going to present it to you is going to be dope. Mm-hmm. Maybe that would open, I mean, not that it's their job to do that, but maybe that would open fans' ears maybe to be more patient or be w- more willing to let an artist do some shit and just get off whatever they're trying to get off and just let it be what it is. Yeah. As opposed to expecting things, yeah. I never. Expe- I don't think I ever had an expectation for an artist. That's that's that that's that fan entitlement. You know, the yeah. entitlement expectation comes with entitlement. Like you know, I expect you. The fans these days expect you to serve them the way that they want. They to be want served. to be served, right? You know what I mean. I just expected food. Yeah. Like I, I, I expect. Hopefully, the food is tasty. I, I want good food. I want good food. I want good food. I want good food. Yeah. But I'm not saying it has to be a hamburger. I'm not saying it has right. to be lasagna. I'm not saying it has to be. I'm not telling you what to cook. I'm not telling you what to cook. I just want you to know I want it to be. But good. when you put it on my plate, mm-hmm. just make it good. I think that yeah. was my only expectation. I never even considered that yeah, outcasts can't be no aliens. But even that speech <laughs> to me was weird because I was like, people feel that way that they can't be aliens and pimps. Like, why not? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> like I'm cool for alien pimps. Like, why? <laughs> It's, it's you know the 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 expectations come with them it comes they come with those demands and like do this this way right right or yeah. else I'm not going to fuck with it man you know and, and one thing about Andre is if the fans got to decide he would have never made the love below that oh, album yeah. would have never been made yeah. if the fans got a chance to decide the kind of album Andre made and you hear so much of that influence in rappers now. A lot of those sounds he was playing with, a lot of the singing, a lot of the jazz, a lot of the fusion, you hear it, you know, 10, 12, 15 years later. But back then, that's not what they wanted. No, nah, not at all. That's not they, what they man, wanted. trying to, to keep him in a f- fuzzy kango on the braids. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the that's Andre they, they want. Yeah. They want a headland in the low forever. Forever. <laughs> like, they, they, forever. They can't be nothing you know else. Man? It's just this. <laughs> Oh my god. Well this this time has flown by real, real quick, but I think we gotta wrap it up there. Uh Wally Sparks, where can people find you on all the social media? Uh everything is at DJ Wally Sparks. And what is the R and B song that makes you the happiest? Oh, Another Star by Stevie Wonder. Mm. Oh, okay. You was quick too. I didn't think you was gonna be like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can ask that before. Like, nah, man, it's, that's literally my favorite song of all time. It's it's the happiest breakup song I ever heard. It's so the That's music. That's a good point. The music is so happy. It's so it's very joyous. Yeah, because you have you ever listened to like the lyrics? You know what he's singing about? He he's singing to the, he's singing to this gal. He's singing to this gal that he know he can't have, right? Mm. He's like, and he's singing to he's like, look, I love you so much that I admire that you fell in love with somebody else. That's some crazy Damn. shit. You know what I'm saying? Because he's like, it wasn't you know you know. Maybe for you, there'll, there'll be another star, but you know, but your light is all my heart can see, nigga. <laughs> Yo, that shit don't that shit don't make you feel good, no, bro. <laughs> I don't really know. Just, me, just, just me saying that. No, no, you be like, damn, you probably start thinking about some gal. Like that's some you real shit. That's <laughs> also that's every, also definitely everybody in here start thinking about their first love. It's like, damn, <laughs> like, damn like, it didn't take you somewhere real quick. <laughs> Tell That's you, definitely man. a line that Ryan Gosling would steal to tell to like Maggie Gyllenhaal at the end of some movie. Get the fuck out of here. For sure, he would definitely steal that line and be like, I admire that you fell in love with somebody else. That's some shit he was, yeah, for sure. 
That's what's up. <laughs> Something to say is produced by Mike Saba out of SWATS ATL. Thank you so much, Wally Sparks, for joining us today. Thank you for Appreciate having you, bro. me. Yeah, man. I enjoy, I enjoy my time here, man.